Hey everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the realistic SLP. Welcome! Oh look, we did that together. We're awesome. <laughs> Cheers! Cheers to that. That's right. Like our life of speech and we're okay with that. Trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech language communication. Understanding, language comprehension, expressive output. Alright, so let's talk about the wine. Okay. And it's from Sicily. It's very fancy. I say drink it, not sink it. Definitely drink it. Alright, what do you think about it paired with the Prosecco though? Let's get back on task. I think it's pretty good. Because neurons that fire together, wire together. I like that. Work smarter, not harder. Right, yes. You're teaching them in the first step is just how to communicate. And then also you're teaching them like syntactically correct sentences. Right. The more you understand yourself, the more you're able to understand other people. That's really genius. We yeah. need to choose that. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to episode 19 of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And we have a wonderful, very special guest this evening. Yay! Welcome our special guest, Katie, the OT. Hi, everyone. Hey! So, so glad to have you here. And, uh, yeah, so all of the listeners know this is SLP's Wine and Cheese. But today, Katie brought us some whiskey. Right. Honey whiskey mm-hmm. by Wild Turkey. Katie does not mess around. She no. is like hardcore girl, so hardcore OT. <laughs> so I'll talk about what we're drinking and what we have drank already oh, prior right. to, to the planning of the episode. Because so, Maria did bring a little baby bottle of Moscato. <laughs> a little baby bottle. Like, or an infant. <laughs> If an infant were to drink wine, they'd probably be okay. If they drink that much, <laughs> we do not. We do not condone. No, we do not infants condone drinking infants. wine or anyone really under the age of twenty-one yeah, drinking no alcohol. So, um, what I did bring in was barefoot bubbly. You know the barefoot wines. I brought in a pink, and then ironically, has like a little, a little barefoot, little baby foot, foot. Baby, baby foot, foot not a barefoot. <laughs> Uh, pink Moscato <laughs> champagne, and it's sparkling wine. And did you know that Moscato is actually the name of a common white grape? Ah, did you no, know that, Katie? I didn't. Okay, look, Very see, interesting. We're going to teach Katie some things yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. I mean, wine comes from grapes. grapes. Right. <laughs> so, so this wine is bubbly. They really don't take that term bubbly lightly. I thought it was right. a little... A little bubble. A little did you bubble it? I didn't. Probably because it's such a small <laughs> True. And you, you split it. Yes. Me and Deb split it. Katie doesn't drink, wine. drink wine. Can you tell us why you don't drink wine? I get headaches. It's too sweet. Okay. We the, dropped a pen. The ladies no from SLP's wine, um, SLP's wine and cheese, no. From SLP Toolkit, they came to yes. do an episode with us and... One of the ladies liked wine, but she brought beer. Oh, she wanted beer because she doesn't like to drink wine because of the headache situation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I can understand that. Um, I need to, you know, I did read a quote once that said, your life would be much better if you focused today's actions on having a better tomorrow. Wow. Yeah, and I don't know how often I live by that. I feel like you do. But I try to. Okay. I try to also. I try to think what I do today, how it's going to affect me tomorrow when it comes to drinking especially. But whenever <laughs> I see it, I'm like, give me the drink. Yeah. Katie does do that. I try. It doesn't always work. Yes. But I try. All right. So 
So we paired the bubbly uh, pink Moscato with goat cheese. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the combination. I like the bubbliness and the goat cheese, the smoothness toned it down. So I, I thought like it was a good one. I like goat cheese. That goat was cheese good. is good, right? Because it doesn't have a flavor, but the texture. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Here she is, people. Here's our guest. Go no. for it, Katie. Go. No, it's just no, the texture. No, it's perfect. I know. I know. But I was just She's saying. Like I said it all. The I know. I, the I'm done. Am I done now? No. Yeah. no <laughs> I'm joking. Go. But it was. It's really the texture. I don't think that it has a lot of. Um, Taste the saltiness. There yeah. is, yeah. right. So it kind of evens out the wine. So mm -hmm. the wine is really sweet. The cheese is kind of salty, but the texture too. It, yeah, but it, it depends. Some people don't like the texture. Why? Why wouldn't they like it? Maybe they're too sensitive. Oh. Mm. What about people like me who love it? <laughs> then you're hypersensitive. I'm hyper. <laughs> hypersensitive. You need a lot of it yeah. to process it. Right. Oh. So do you think like individuals who have like some sort of like sensory issue with something like goat cheese because it's so soft and it's not really a predominant texture or flavor, it's harder for them to perceive it in their mouth? Yes, so and definitely. it's just like scary for some like substance that they're, they can't perceive yes. to be there? So a texture, it could be anything, but if it reminds you of something that you don't like mm -hmm. or something that you're afraid of, like the way it feels so like mashed potatoes if you don't like mashed potatoes you might not like goat cheese because it's the same consistency right. so mm -hmm. yeah it, it could be a sensory thing yeah that sos feeding approach is similar like it's all about like um having several different textures that are similar to each other and that's like how you progress through different foods right so like you find a food that the individual likes and then like if you if you if they like that then you find something that's like the same shape and texture and like have them try that next yeah and i feel like especially i mean you met in a school together ot's and speech therapy when it comes to feeding and like or oral sensory oral motor we should work together because of course yeah well, that's how me and katie met we yeah because we collaborate a lot we do <laughs> when we find out something about our students that works or doesn't work we try to you know tell each other because then it kind of Helps us with time. You don't have yeah. to trial and error multiple times because right. you already did it. It didn't work. That So you know to move on to something else. And I feel like I've learned so much with collaborating with OTs and that's helped my, I think, speech therapy sessions become more effective. And I hope, you know, yeah. the OTs take what I, you know, say, my different strategies that I use to make their sessions more effective and i love it when i see that like if we collaborated and i see something that a speech therapist does and it's so ot related but yet you're working on your goal i'm like right. you're meeting two goals i'm right. like can you record that can you document that on my like data sheets you know yeah. so it's She's awesome like, i'm doing stuff too yeah write that down <laughs> write it down i know what i'm doing too <laughs> so what do we think about this bubbly wine drink it or sink it Oh, I think sink that one. Really? I think. Are you judging it off the small baby no, bottle? No, I mean, I think, see, I, I did want more, but at the same time, I just don't like overly sweet things. I do much prefer something a little bit more savory. Or do you think honey whiskey is sweet? Yeah, let's get into what Katie yeah. brought. Because so. it is sweet, but because it's whiskey, I feel like it's good that it's sweet. You right. could actually drink it. I think that a honey whiskey is a gateway whiskey. <laughs> um, because I... Well, this is my first time. Like, yeah. But I'm glad you oh, like so it. I like the way to the is. next whiskey bar. <laughs> I like oh, this. You should come why. to the next open mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like singing. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but no, I... Oh, so I, we didn't get into my game yet, but Katie's husband... 
dabbles in stand-up? He's not a stand-up comedian, like, professionally, or what? Darren, no, he's not. Okay. Um, he does comedy on Sun Island, Manhattan, but, like, open mics and shows that he gets booked for. Oh, fine. Yeah. Okay. But it's not, like, his career goal. No, It's just no. something that yeah. he enjoys doing. As a hobby. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my boyfriend is a, you know, full-time stand-up. So how do you – oh, yeah, we should vote. Okay, we'll do that next. Yeah. So how do you like being in a relationship with somebody who – does stand-up comedy. It's tough. Um, yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think we should write that down. I think write that down. it's tough. So, I, right. so <laughs> it is, because they're always like, oh, babe, do you mind? I have an open mic tonight. And you're like, okay, I guess not, because tomorrow I'm going out with Maria, right? You don't yeah, care? And right. he's like, no, I guess I have no choice. I'm like, right. So it's tough, He's because he's out, but then it lets me be out with no excuses. Like, you know, it's like, right. kind of like, you went out, now it's my turn. Yeah. Right. Um. But it, that's like any hobby, any guy right. that you're dating yeah. or person that you're dating. Would if they have like their own thing going or on, that's that's in a way a yeah. good thing. And then there's like negatives to that too. Like yeah. oh, but mm-hmm. like Tuesday nights our night, and Deb's right. like Tuesday night is my podcast night, so bye. Like, yeah, right. I mean, so I opposite problem. I'm like, go do it, leave. <laughs> I love him. I do. Right. He's great. Is but he here I, right now? No, he's at a comedy show where oh, he good. belongs. Go. <laughs> That's why he needed so much whiskey. (laughs) Well, it's only, like, down the street, too, so he was probably, like... I gotta hook him up with Darren, because he does go out to do comedy. Like, he'll go to Manhattan. He'll go to Mm -hmm. these shows. So, they should, like... uh, He has a Facebook? Yeah. Okay, I think he's at the friend limit, though. All right. Whatever. But uh, he can still message people. Yeah, you can only have 5,000 friends on Facebook. No way. I didn't know that. Good old-fashioned phone numbers. No? Uh, they do have? messengers. Okay, uh, right. But Darren could decide. I don't know. Do you want Mike and Darren to date? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about that. Should we move in? <laughs> I'll get both of you girls if I saw that game, girls. Anytime you're free. Oh, the whiskey. I vote drink it. Yeah, drink it. Drink it. Whiskey? You know me. Uh, I vote drink it, too. Oh, Look yeah. yeah, three for three. Right. Yeah. The whiskey was better than my baby wine. Yay. <laughs> I hope everybody else agrees. <laughs> so Katie got this from the Army base? Yeah, on Staten Island, Fort Wadsworth. It's an Army base. It's for Coast Guards, but anybody who's any military could go in and shop there. Right, because Darren's... Yeah. Army. Army. He's retired from Army. That's he right. served the Desert Storm. Cheers to that. Cheers yeah. to that. Cheers. Thank you for all, yeah. that, who, all who have served. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I should have drank it. <laughs> you got to drink that, girl. This but you did good. You did what Darren does. He'll cheer, and then he, like, stomps Puts it. it I always, yeah, you always have yeah. to, like, put it down. Like, yeah. That's for good luck. So, all right, yes. I made a game, because so since we're oh, going like to games. learn so much about sensory and occupational therapy, and also... We're learning lots about Katie and, and also Maria, too. I yeah. feel like you, we've learned a lot about you, too. Let me ask you. Do you have a lot of sensory issues? Oh. Or do you think you do? Uh, I have, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's find out. I, I mean, I, guys, I don't, like, gobble the cheese, like, uncontrollably. No, we're not talking about the cheese, gosh, silly. If anyone wants to know what Maria looks like with the cheese, you remember the beast when he was trying to have that porridge at the table? <laughs> like, 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 and the beast. <laughs> And then, and then I'm Belle, who just models the fork. Pretend she's eating. <laughs> Do I have sensory issues? No, but I like massages. If that was the case, probably. But oh. that's not what you look okay. like. She's All just right. joking. Okay. Yeah, I, was joking. <laughs> I don't think I have any sensory issues. Well, there are things that I don't We enjoy. all do. I don't like to bite 
a sandwich or anything and have it so large that it touches like the corners <gasps> of my mouth. See, what about you? I like That's small a bites. sensory thing. Um, I don't like when things burn my mouth. Well, that's awkward. I don't know. I feel like I'm on the spot now. I'm sure I have a ton. Think of it for a second. I also don't like reaching into a bag of chips. If the chips are very far away, I just cut the bag because I don't want the surroundings of the bag all over my hand. That's very sensitive. And I don't want to hear the noise of it either. I just don't like people. I don't like to be bombarded by things that I didn't ask for. All right. Like, I will turn the microwave off before that bell happens. Okay. But is that, see, is see, that a little OCD? OCD. That's <laughs> OCD. Can you tell me and Katie Collaborate? Yeah, that's you tell, OCD. Our mind was just like, okay, now yeah. we're OCD. <laughs> that's not sensory. Now we're going more mental health. Yeah. I guess, I get back to sensory. Well, I love deep pressure. Like, me, if you came too. over and just hugged me, I'd be like, yes. uh, like, anybody could come over and be yes, like, Katie, like, right just here. put their hand on me, and I'm like, oh, can you do it again? I like Like, I just too. melt into it. I me love too. it. Yeah. And I'm like. Who Don't touch that? me. Right. Liar. No, see, and I love that. Like, if I'm sitting at the computer typing my notes, and somebody says, hey, Katie, and I'm like, oh, can you do it again? Yeah, like, I t- I'm like, I love it. why'd you stop? Yeah, you know? and like, it's just a touch. Oh, really? So what so is weird. that? Sensory seeking. Yeah. All right, let's get into the game. This is the so game. Good. Yeah, the game. I know. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. I'm going to take All a right. sip of whiskey This is a this or that game, and we're going to start with Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, so, K- Katie, would you please give Maria mm-hmm. your mic? Katie's going to keep drinking. Have some of mine. this or that, Maria, cardio or weight? Cardio. Call or text? Call. Ice cream cone or cup? Cup. Dog or cat? Dog. Music or podcast? Ooh, podcast. (laughs) iOS or Android? iOS. Cake or pie? Cake. Big party or small gathering? Small gathering. Big party. (laughs) Football or baseball? Football. Nice car or house? House all the way. Nice. Yes. Oh my god, do I have to be that fast? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that was so fast. It was like a rapid name. I know. Yes. Like she knew what was coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. I have to process it. Oh, okay. Auditory okay. processing, well. I read slow. No. Okay, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> We're that's fine. We are so equipped with that. Take <laughs> your time. Listen carefully. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to speak slow. <laughs> Katie, bath or shower? <laughs> shower. Burger or taco? Burger. Coffee or tea? coffee online or store shopping online passenger or driver driver tablet or computer tablet movies do you get candy or popcorn neither oh (laughs) Uh, pancake or waffle uh waffle beach or mountains mountains oh horror or comedy horror me too especially on a stormy night yes i love horror did those answers mean anything? No. Like, okay. Just, it was just to get to know you. you. Yeah, that's it. Well, but the, the tub, I'm skeeved out. Sensory. I can't have a tub full of water and lay in it with, like, dirt floating around me. Oh. Because do you shower before you go in a tub? No, I just no. get in the tub. And Dirty. And I'm like, whatever. Dirty. Not, I mean, there's soap. I'm relaxed. And then you get all pruney. I like being pruney. I'm like, Ooh. look at this. But how dirty are you? You rolling around in the dirt? No, but it looks wet. <laughs> So I always, what I will do is I, like, bleach the tub before I take a bath. Ooh. That's not good. Yeah, that's I know. chemicals. I feel like that's almost Then you're worse. floating in chemicals. No, well, I bleach it, <laughs> and then I clean it off, and then I do the bathtub. I don't but know. Still, I mean, to each its own. You know what? I'm, I'm 30. I'm just quick. I'm alive. Yeah. Ah. I'm also quick. Like, I can't do showers. That's too long. You can't you can't do showers? I mean, baths. Oh, That's can't. too long. Like, yeah. in shower, 10 minutes, yeah. done. So I was going to say, I felt like Katie's answers show that she's, like, outdoorsy because you pick 
because you picked mountains, and I was going to say rolling around in mud. Katie does, like, the motorel. I've done races with Katie. She's yeah. very um, sporty. Yeah. So, I am. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She so when you said like, cardio, I'm like, both. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, and we don't really go to movies. We have like the Fire Stick, and we have the Netflix. So that's um, why I said neither, because who goes to movies now? Do you guys I go to movies? I go to the movies. You do? But I okay. don't uh-huh. even want to hear about a movie without popcorn. Oh really? I haven't even been to the movies. Yeah, in a while. me neither. So. Sometimes Mike tries to be frugal, and I'm like, don't even look at me again. Like, <laughs> I'm not popcorn, so I should turn off. Yeah. All right, so let's get into occupational therapy, and yeah. I just want to give my explanation of what occupational therapy is, um, and you can correct me at any time. Okay. So, occupational therapy. It's a tough therapy, one. I'm sorry. It's yeah. a tough one. Yeah, I know. It's hard to explain to people. I always tell them, like, the fine motor stuff. So, speech, we're working on speech, language, communication, feeding, and swallowing. For OT, they're going to work on small body movements. So, like, small muscle movements, whether it's your fingers or your toes or your eyes. And then a PT is going to work with, like, gross motor. So, they're going right. to be jumping, perhaps. But that's not the best explanation, but right. it is, like, the quickest one I give to parents. Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh. occupational therapy. Actually, they're the only profession, it says which I don't think is true with something I read. It says the only um, profession that helps people across their lifespan to achieve activities of daily living. But we yes. have them too all the time. So this is, this is the only difference. Everybody does it, but the occupational therapy does it through daily activities. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want somebody to learn how to get dressed after a stroke. Mm-hmm. Physical therapy would do it. Let's raise our arms to the oh, ceiling. Okay. But we'll say, get your shirt. We're going to oh. start practicing how to put your shirt on. Using what compensations? Materials. Yes. What compensations can I give you? What strategies can I give you? Mm-hmm. What muscles can we strengthen now that you try to put on your shirt but you can't? Right. So we actually do it through the activity. And that's the that's assessment. Occupation. And that's, that's the assessment too, right? You're like, all right, let me see. It's assessment. It's the activity. And, and treatment. The treatment. treatment. Yep. So that's the criteria. difference. Because you actually do it. That's why we're called occupational. Because you want to engage the client in their occupation to achieve their goals. Right. Right. And and across the lifespan, you have a variety of occupations. Right. So an occupational therapist, they're going to take a holistic perspective and focus on adapting the environment or the task to fit that specific person. Um, and a lot of times they might work on sensory integration therapy, exposing to, um, in this type of therapy, you expose to sensory stimuli in order to, in a structured way and a repetitive way, to increase organization, right? Right. So um, it's important to not just like go willy-nilly exposing people to things that make them uncomfortable and you're a professional, so you'll do that in a gradual and structured right. way. And one of the quotes that we came across just now, we were saying the physical therapist could get you up and walking, but are you going to do it naked? Mm-hmm. You need the OT to teach you how to get dressed and how to do... I like that quote. Yeah, me too. Great quote. And then we talked about... Um, not sure if we're there yet, but we talked about play for kids. Yes, uh, I was right. Bring so, that up, but I'm right, glad you did. Yeah. yeah. So it's an occupation. A play. A lot of times we work in a school, me and Maria, uh, and you do too, Deb. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we come into the classroom, and the teachers, you know, they get tired. It is hard to have kids that have autism, Down syndrome, etc. And they say, just take them. Can you go play with them for thirty minutes? And First, you're like, play. We don't play. We work. But mm-hmm. play is one of the occupations that a child needs yeah. to engage in. And we were talking about it earlier as well. 
not all the kids know how to play appropriately. Yes, and play and as SLPs, we look at their play skills, and their play skills does shows us a lot about their language skills. Are they able to play and talk at the same time? Are they able to narrate? Are they playing with the toys appropriately? And play skills are really indicative of social skills and co- what's going on cognitively. So we look at play a lot. Right. Also, I yeah. like that little carryover. And, and yeah. with play, you guys look at those skills while while they're playing. Are they using fine motor? Are they holding right. the pieces correctly? Are they placing them visually correctly while you guys are engaging the social piece, the cognitive piece, which we could as well, but when there's so many disciplines, everybody kind right. of takes right. their own charge. Yeah. And also, like, I like to give this example. I feel like we need people. a cheers to that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. where's the whiskey? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maria's so proud of me. you. Oh, she loves whiskey. <laughs> Um, so I always say to people, like, listen, if you go to a neurologist, they're going to be like, it's your brain. If you go to a cardiologist, they're going to be like, it's your heart. Uh-huh, so it's just like, one. so it's kind of just like you see everything through the lens that you were educated through. So then right. getting back to sensory integration therapy, that's once again, when you expose the individual to sensory stimuli in an organized and repetitive structured way by a professional, don't just go ahead and do this, Um, and the goal of that is to increase organization within the brain so that over time the brain will adapt and allow the individual to process and react to those sensations in a more efficient way, like not losing their mind. (laughs) So maybe we can give an example of one of those. So, I mean, Katie, which is your, I mean, whatever you want to talk about. Like about sensory, what it is? sensory integration therapy. Okay. So... You want to use a child on the spectrum as an example? I feel well, like I always us- want to say we yeah. all have sensory issues. Right. We, we all went do. over that. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what distinguishes us from having an actual issue is we know when to control it. Yes. So a lot I of times... I explained this to a parent, too. Oh, yeah. you did? Okay. Yes. So a lot of times I like to wear tights, not because I can't wear jeans, but just I prefer tights. They're looser. They're easier to bend your knees in. But if I had to wear jeans, I can't. Which you are right. She's yes, wearing jeans right, right now. It's not so gonna... you really dressed up for this occasion. <laughs> so, um, it wouldn't affect my daily living skills right so um, it wouldn't affect you in school let's say right i wouldn't sit there and try to take them off or like twitch with them uh, right. or them off of them but somebody who has sensory issues you could tell because it affects their daily life right um right. so give us like an, an example. example yeah okay so one of the examples see do rights our see do right okay. segment right, right now so, so an example let's would be give us what you would see okay in a student so somebody who's craving vestibular okay so vestibular is when they need movement and that's how you process it through your ears and that's balanced so yes. what would happen is a child would be engaged in a lot of movement they wouldn't want to sit in their seat they constantly want to move they constantly want to jump they constantly go from an activity to an activity in speech right. therapy yes. you say sit down let's play this game and they're like no and they throw it and they want to run yes. so another example is they think you think it's behavior they don't like the game but it's because they just want to move that's why I like to start them off, which I've learned this from my OT friends, uh, with some type of activity. And I think Prior. I've talked about that. So right. we have, like, even jumping jacks. I roll the ball, Perfect. bounce the ball, because I know there's, like, alerting ones, and then there's calming ones. Look at you. There is. But, I mean, you know, you talk. Just to quickly too. review. Yes, the, the, review it. The calming ones are usually the deep pressure. Right. So something deep. Um, you want them to lay down, use all their joints. And the, uh, the stimulating ones, running, jumping, swinging, anything that gets them hyped and moving. So that's usually for like kids that are kind of like low muscle tone, 
kind of down. They're hyposensitive. They need a lot of sensory to wake them up. Right, and then that means that they have lower motor neuron involvement. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Go down. that, too. Don't worry. When they're, when they're low tone and yeah. stuff, and when they're, like, um, like when they are, when they're flaccid, and if they're, um, yes. hyper. Is there hyper? What is that? What's the hyper other? Well, flaccid is, flaccid no, is, is like hypo. Yeah, what is the opposite of flaccid? Hy- spastic. 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 Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. upper motor neuron. Yeah, flaccid yeah. is very like, eh, like right. everything's kind of like just no muscle tone. And yes. spastic is too much muscle tone, so they're like very like tight. Right. And you're going to have to stretch them out. And then out. you'll see that more with like some cerebral palsy type. Yes, exactly. So what we were kind of getting into then when saying like an individual has sensory seeking behavior and that there's things that we can do in order to like modify that behavior. Now, um, those can be things that you just introduce intermittently throughout therapy from what I understand. But then also you can have something which is called a sensory diet, which is like essentially a regimen that this individual will um, use as like perhaps a coping mechanism. Like they can identify um, when they're not feeling great and then they can go through their sensory diet, which does not have to do with food, even though it can be food. Right, exactly. Right. Um, And they can use that to their advantage. So can you explain a little bit more? Yes. So sensory diets, we actually have a lot of requests for sensory diets Mm -hmm. in our school. I'm Mm -hmm. sure in your school as well. So it's basically a teacher coming to you or even a speech therapist um, or anybody. Or or physical therapist. No, yeah. (laughs) Physical therapist, yeah. But teachers usually and speech therapists have big mandates. So they usually come, but teachers mostly and paras. And they say, my student just either sleeps at the table or vice versa, just won't sit at the table. Mm -hmm. What can we do? So if you have this student, obviously you try to work with them. You try to figure who they are. And it's hard because sometimes for OT, we only have them two times a week, Mm -hmm. three times a week the most. So it's hard to figure them out. But but we have a sensory profile, which a teacher could fill out, um, a parent could fill out. And it gives you an idea of what they're craving or what they need. Mm -hmm. And off of that, once you figure out what sensory it is, you know, we have different senses. Once you figure out what it is that they're craving or that um, they're getting too much of, you kind of incorporate incorporate that into their diet and um uh-huh. which is basically just like their exercise routine yes right. so this is what you would do right right so you do- to help them process the sensory and now today actually i spoke to one of the paras and she's like well how often do we do it so now i told her it depends you don't want to start where you do it every 10 minutes because then the child gets right. used to it you probably want to start off high so i said once every period so once every 50 minutes Right. Or right before work, because then you get that student stimulated or you get them so uh, tired that they're actually able to sit. Right. And I think what's important to bring up here is that, like, there is no, no advice that's going to take the place of clinical judgment. Mm-hmm. So you have to see this child exactly. and be like, okay, well, this is actually something that I intend to use to help them. And I don't want them to utilize this as a means to escape an right. undesirable task within the classroom setting. So you must have, like strict guidelines on yes. when in which this can occur. So let's say, it, like you said, between periods, maybe this is like a transition activity. So right. it's like we're between math and reading, so we're going to go out into the hallway, we're going to do 20 jumping jacks, bounce on the ball 20 times, and then do like zen bug pose and then get ready to go back in right. or something along the lines of that. Yeah. I used to have a student who struggled to like stay still and focus, and also he had like, 
weak um, muscle tone, and it, especially in his uh, wrists and stuff. So we would start every speech session. We would do superhero contests, Ooh. which was just planking. Yeah. We just planked. But it's all about convincing them. Yeah. It right. doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. You could tell them you're a superhero. Because you look like a superhero when you're That's planking. Awesome. When we were planking on our hands, not on our arms. That's awesome. Yeah. So we would do it for 10 seconds, and we would count down from 10. We would count down from 15. We would count down from 20. So now it's also like you're counting, so you're working on that. You're also working on having appropriate, like, breath support in order to produce that phonation. Strength. Yeah. And then also there's so much research for doing things in succession, like listing and numbering, because you need to sustain the airflow that whole time. And now I'm, like, putting him under stress. Because and attention. He's, he's so focused. Focused. But can so I just... So focused. Because usually, like, you got to yeah. stay up. You don't want to yeah. fall down. You but can I just do. mention really one important thing yeah. that I don't know if the teachers or parents or parents are listening. It can't be used as a punishment. Mm-mm. So if it's a sensory diet, you can't say, well, you didn't eat what I told you to eat. So now you can't go jump on the trampoline. Right. You can't do that. If it's your sensory diet, it's not supposed to be used as a so you can't a reward take it away or as a punishment. Taking it away is not going to be like a, a positive reinforcement. So you're not going to increase the likelihood that they're going to eat right. by taking away right. their sensory diet yeah. because it's not just like a pleasurable thing for them. It's not a reward. It's actually right. something that regulates them. Yeah, a sensory really. yeah, a sensory diet is just a routine that they do. It's not a reward and it's right. not a punishment. So even if they're not listening, when the timer like goes off, you take them. Exactly. Yeah. It's like vitamin. You're going to take the vitamin whether you feel good or bad. Yes. Right. You're going to take and it. You need yeah. it to help right. you feel good. So that's like the whole point. Maybe that's one of the reasons why that behavior even existed. Exactly. <laughs> so, so maybe yes. now we need to change our schedule. Maybe instead of 50 minutes, maybe it's 45 minutes. Maybe before lunch, he should have did the sensory diet. Right. Right. And then so. maybe he wouldn't have acted out in the way that now you want to reprimand him right. for because you didn't. So what the sensory diet does is it gets them in the right state. It gets right. them prepared. Their body is now ready to do that activity, even if it's just like a placebo effect. Exactly. It's like, mm. I did my plank that means it's time for speech. I did right. my jumping jacks. That means that I'm done in the hall and it's time for me to go right. back into class. So even if this has bullshit, like it's just right. bogus, it doesn't matter it's because not, it's, it's yeah. not right. and it's obviously for it's them, not. It's a good it's argument. Meaningful. But still, it's, it's still there. It's still in their head. It's a transition and it means like I am getting at least mentally ready. Right. right. Side note. Part of the routine. When I was a waitress and I would think I was leaving at 10 o'clock, and then you when I to find table. out I have to leave at like 12, I'm like, I am not mentally prepared for right. this. I am a very mental preparation. <laughs> yes. If I said I'm running three <laughs> miles, <laughs> wait, if I said I'm running three miles, and now you tell me I'm running five, my legs no. are killing me at 3.1. I would have been ready <laughs> at, for five. If you told me five, I would have right. done five. Mentally. But no. Yeah. 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 And I feel like it's the same Wait, and I just them. wanted to say yeah, something about the pecs. So yes. another sensory diet thing that we mentioned briefly before is how it incorporates uh, speech is um, I made um, a pegboard for my students. So he had three choices of what he wants to pick for a sensory diet. Mm-hmm. So it's not a strict sensory diet, but it's what are you in a mood for at that time? Do oh, you need good. deep pressure? Like do you need some jumping vestibular? Or mm-hmm. do you need your head rubbed for proprioception? Oh, okay. And he gets to choose. But now, do you know what this means? Do you know how to choose? How does right. this apply to you? Getting and that's where you guys come in, and right. that's how we collaborate. Yeah, so what you could do is uh, sample, like, uh, like 
compare the visual of the swing with him being on the swing so he could pair like, so would the picture yeah. be better with him on the swing or just the swing yeah but you could teach it to him like you could teach him like this this picture of swing means, means swing so like you could see him just what he could pick or she um let's say that you put them on the swing and then you have the visual of the swing picture with you as okay. he's on the swing stop the swing make him point to it or make him exchange with you start swinging him again so you're teaching him oh this picture means swing so you got to teach what these pictures mean and what these words mean right so okay it's like what you have and to do you guys do. encourage sign language because we say more like we make them say more of the nonverbal like yeah. at least the sign language yes yeah i like to teach all the kids sign language okay. if i learned it then i'm like if i learned it then that means i liked it which means that they will like it so when i learn i like to be like please so Thank you do you. simultaneously like, yeah like i just like to teach them stuff and i'm like like we have like little special codes in the oh, hallway just like because when you're in charter school there's like so many different hand signals and things like crossing oh, okay. your fingers in the air means that you need to go to the bathroom oh that's so weird. like okay. yeah like there's all different things that yeah. i'm not on uh, i'm not like i don't understand because i don't technically work for the charter school i work as an independent contractor so I'm like, you know what? They're going to know my own baseball signs. So when they want to do something and they're, like, being inappropriate in the hallway, I'll be like, please. Right. And I'll do, like, and the sign for please. Personal. And then they're like, oh, that, I know what that means. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, or I'll be like, ball, so they know that we're going to do basketball. Cute. Or something oh, like so that. Oh, so I can do basketball with them. Eye-hand coordination. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I don't like to play board games, and basketball is just a ball and a hoop, and you just toss that in. What's that? What's that? I never heard that. What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So we are at our halfway point. So now is the time where we thank all our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm hoping we have some OTs tuning in. I hope so. Yeah, Katie hopes so as well. Or maybe at least after this. Yes. I'll tell every OT I know, which is three. Oh, right. I know quite a few. Yes. Uh, If you're not, just make sure you're following us on Instagram at SLP's Wine and Cheese Pod, underscore between each word. My Instagram, Maria, underscore, Kutsonis SLP. Deborah Brooks, CCC SLP. I don't know if Katie wants to, but Katie's like, I just want to announce that my husband does an open mic on Staten Island, and there's one coming up this Thursday at Leedy's. We'll say today's date. Uh, today is. This could be on for years, and people could show up like five years from now. (gasps) Today (laughs) is September 18th, 2018. Yep. So it's this Thursday on September 20th. At 8.30 at Leedy's, which is 748 Richmond Terrace. Wait, is that Larry Leedy's? Yeah. Oh, my grandma loved that. Oh, yeah. So it's on Richmond um, (laughs) Richmond Terrace. And then there's another one, which is at Beans and Leaves this Friday at 8 o'clock. And it's on Forest Avenue. It's Beans and Leaves. And it's an open mic everything. So you guys could do poetry. You could do music. You could do comedy. It's um, kids-friendly. So... Nothing adult, no cursing, no slang, and um, so it's a fun one. So actually, a bunch of OTs are coming out to that one from my school. Um, so I hope you guys can make it. Sounds okay. fun. Yeah. All right. Check that out. So we are going to Asha. Yay! Yay, we got a booth. Yes, Asha Table 872. Come check us out. Yes. 
And we also start, yeah, so ASHA bait, uh, table 872, we're at the member table, so we have like the smaller areas, we're not by the booth, so I will um, work really hard at announcing this constantly so that people come to see us. Um, we will have, I will have coloring books, like physical ones, and we will have t-shirts for sale, and we have other things in store, we just don't even know what they are going to be, yes. They're surprises. We're, we're working on the wine situation, we have emailed, I just... You know how when you email a bunch of times, the answer's never just clear? I just want a hard yes or a hard no. Right. <laughs> I feel like they might say no. Well, yeah, but I you won't think... know. You won't know until you keep trying and trying and they say no. If right. they don't say no, She's it's right. still maybe. I asked, and then they were like, but you'll just have to ask the food service people there. And I'm like, okay. And then she gave me the contact, and I didn't get that far yet. So, uh -huh. like, it wasn't a hard no. Okay. So, well, yeah, yeah, so just ask those people. There's I'm sure they'll be okay with it. There's always after parties, too. Right. We're going to have, um, so Mike is coming down, and then we have, like, a lot of friends in Boston, too. So we're going to have, like, a comedy night <gasps> nice. somewhere. We're working on booking that. Um, Mike's going to do a live uh, stream of his podcast, and then maybe. Do you want Darren to come? Oh, well, oh, he comes to Boston. Well, it's Boston. Okay. Does he want to well, go to Boston? I mean, if he's on it, we'll <laughs> Well, we'll get them in touch. Yeah. yeah. So, and then if if that looks easy enough for them to do, maybe Maria and I will do a live stream <gasps> yeah. show like Maria's that. a comedian, too. Did you know that? I did. I, I did see her do stand-up. I yes, did. She me that video. I did one stand-up, guys. One. So, there's um, always time for the second. I'm nervous. See, because I did, I'm not going to lie, I did pretty good on my first Practice stand -up. some speech jokes. Oh, God. I did pretty good. Th I just want to leave my one good stand-up uh -huh. there. You know, I don't want to, like, do some bad ones. Yeah. Can I tell you about the first time I did stand-up? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I, I did, did it for a while. Uh, the first time I did stand-up, I was fantastic. I believe uh, it. I was so prepared. I was so ready. I um, didn't make any, any mistakes. I had a giant crowd sold out. Everyone laughed. I was great. Second time I did stand-up. Awful. Yes, that's what I'm afraid. <laughs> but you that. can't give up. You can't give up after that. No, no, I kept going. I did it for a couple of years. I used to produce shows at Brooklyn Brewery and stuff, and I used okay. to do uh, stand up on them a bunch. And like, honestly, it's like whatever you put into it is what you get out of it. Yeah. If I did open mics all week religiously, then I yeah, did it's great practice. when I was on the show. I could relate a little bit. I didn't do stand up, but I boxed. I had, yes, that's I had, Katie is hardcore. Yeah, Katie has, I, I yeah, always, but I had my first match. I mm -hmm. fought and I lost. But and after that, I stopped and I shouldn't have. That's why when you said the second yeah. time and you stopped, it's like, no, we need to come back. But I'm so scared. But we need to. We need yeah. to practice. But I, the second time I did it, it was so bad. But it was so bad. Like, it was, I still think about it. Like, have you ever walked down the street and, like, just slapped yourself in the head because you can't believe you did that 10 years ago? Um, it wasn't even 10 years ago. It's, like, still too soon for me to talk about how bad okay, this was. Um, but anyway, I did it, and, and it was bad, but it was because I was too cocky. Oh. My ego. That's what, that's the same problem I had. I walked in, and I was like, I got this. Yeah. I got her, oh. and she, like, whacked me. So when I was <laughs> literally, <laughs> she whacked me. She whacked me. See, when I, was, I was seeing stars yeah. for the first time in my oh, life. Oh gosh! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's I don't want to say her name because yeah. I don't want to make her proud. No, it's okay. no, <laughs> you're proud. 
Forget that. Yeah. When I went in and did my stand-up, I was like, let's just see what You happens. are awesome. Oh, thank you. I just went in there with no expectations. You should probably post it so everybody could see. Oh, God, no. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, so our Patreon is coming down the pipeline. Look out for that. Yes, I can probably. Yes. I was oh, for the link. do we want to go into that or let's we just want to leave it as a surprise? Well, no. Well, we shouldn't shouldn't we be like the link? It's going to probably right. like uh, patreon.com slash... Um, Maria and Deb. Maybe it should be SLP's one and she's... Yeah. I don't know. I, you know we'll what? We're working on it. Yeah. We'll yeah, we're working on it. Work for that, right? We'll work in progress. That. You yeah. know our email is slpswineandcheese at gmail.com. And any wine sponsors, holler at us. Yeah. Yes. Or whiskey. So Yeah, or whiskey. Oh, yeah, we're open to all out. Any liquor that comes in, you guys will definitely try it and talk about it. That's right. You guys and are open. We are very open. We're very open to the yeah. possibilities. Or any speech and OT equipment that you want us to advertise or talk about. Yes, right. that's right. Look at Katie. We'll She's definitely promote it. it. No, yeah, definitely. Right. We love to try new things with our students. And we'll give you uh, honest feedback. Honest. Honesty yeah. is always the best policy. Yeah. So, I think and we'll document it. Right. Yeah. We take data all the time. All the time. Speaking of data and writing, <gasps> Katie is going to tell us what are some things. Because we're doing See, Do, Write, yeah. our segment. We love that one. See, Do, Write. Anything that you would suggest maybe an SLP could write about sensory integration therapy or the sensory diet, just anything mm-hmm. that we could write. It doesn't have to be too, you know, OT-driven, whatever you Therapy-driven. Yeah, therapy-driven. Yeah, because yeah, so any, any of us could work with it. What are some things you could write, maybe as even as a goal, something you might see in a report, whatever you want to tell us. Even to, like, a parent. Like, yeah. keep it basic for us, you know. Well, so, would you, so, if for instance, if as a speech therapist, if I was to be, like, speech pathologist, sorry, I don't want to make anyone so upset. So, if you were? No, so, like, as one. <laughs> oh, okay. Did I say if? I, thought, uh, I heard if. So, okay. as one, I would say, um, so-and-so um, demonstrates blank behavior in the presence of blank and benefits from blank in order to remain on task. So maybe it would be like so-and-so struggles to focus in the presence of background noise, Uh and they benefit from tactile cues in order to maintain attention to teacher-directed activities. Okay. Something like that. So what would you write OT, lingo-y? Sensory-wise? Yeah. So for OT goals, Actually, I don't know if you've heard of this, but we're not allowed to write sensory goals because how are they measurable? So you have to write an actual goal that's an activity that maybe the sensory difficulty comes in and impedes that goal. So, for example, it could be the student will be able to attend to a reading lesson because they have some sensory difficulties. So, So one of our goals, because it's measurable, would be the student will attend for five minutes, for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever the student's abilities are in a year. Right. Because then, then it's measurable. then you document what you do in order to increase that attention span. Yes. So when I write my note, I will say the student engaged but in this. But then how does anyone see your note? Ceases. It's. But who looks at your ceases? It's. People. Yeah. It's Ceases a documented, it's a legal but document. Next, but I mean, like, let's say I got a brand new kid, right? Yes. 
I can't be looking through his whole no, list. No, but his here. IEP should sound, said, okay. say that. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, in the, IEP. Yeah, so in, the, yeah. in the IEP, I will write that the student has difficulties with attention. Right. Which enables yeah. him to complete academic skills, such as reading, writing, math. Um, our goal is for him to be able to attend to a task yeah, for 10 minutes. Yeah, that I see all the yes. time. But yeah. what I would like to see is that blank, blank, and blank has shown that it's beneficial for this individual. Right. So, so now, that I don't see written yes. places. So now it depends on therapist. It depends. So this is a difference, too. We're in D75. So even though Maria is a speech therapist, she has a lot of groups, I'm sure. In D75 or OTs, we're encouraged to have groups, but mm-hmm. it's difficult. Um as for you guys, but for some reason, speech therapist has so many groups. Um, for we us, try. we usually have two or three groups of two, and and that's the we complain about that. It's hard because you want if the student needs individual time and they can't be a push in, you want that individual time. So. A, a therapist should write, this is what works for the student. This is what we work on. Right, that's what I want to increase. see. I want yes. to see that. I want to see, like, so-and-so has a lot of, like, vestibular seeking behavior and benefits right. from three spins and a right. jump. Yes, right. and that is an amazing <laughs> IEP. Does anybody have time to write that amazing IEP well, because of all these we groups? Well, the whole system? I'm yeah. not going to keep yeah, going No, no, I know, because there's so many. Yes, I agree, because now you guys have, what, like 40 kids in your caseload? So you have 40 IEPs in a year 50 because <laughs> right because you're a contractor right yeah 50 so do you have time to write all those ips yeah. with all those I details well, I, in don't, there? I don't i don't so you do it on your own time all day all night like i pass out and i'm like Halfway. yeah like i I'm, i fall asleep in yeah. bed i have a bra on <laughs> i i didn't do anything for, i didn't right. make a lunch yeah my hair is and insane I'm not, <laughs> and i'm not blaming the doe i'm not yeah. blaming anybody no, no. we should write perfect ips but in real life we can't right. because mm-hmm. they say well we're in school for six hours and 55 minutes and we only see eight kids or eight sessions so you have two hours but in those two hours the teacher's like katie can you meet with me i right. want to go over the goals for my ip or Katie, can you meet with me? The mom called. Can you translate? Right. Or Katie, can you meet with me? I want to talk about his sensory diet. And it's like, by the time you sit down to write ceases your notes, yeah. it's like 2 o'clock. And you're like, oh, I get out at 3. Oh, right. well, and it's not like, everyone who's listening is in New York, so they might not know oh, what CSIS is, okay. but it's like an online uh, special education system. For the notes. And what I did do, I spent all of Sunday inputting my schedule just until December because it could change. And um, I just did it for all the Mondays and Tuesdays. My entering notes has been so easy. I've done it, like, in the session. Oh, because you could do it. She did the pre-planning. So it just says, like, schedule future session, and then you edit it, and then you put your little note. note. And it's so easy. The only thing that's going to be annoying is that, like, if um, too much changes, but I don't think it will. Hopefully not. But even if it doesn't, then you can just delete it or you just like. But still, change the if time. you have how many groups do you, a speech therapist? Yeah. How many groups do you guys have a day? Well, my schedule has changed, but like eight or nine. But no, but how, how many groups do you uh, have a day? Groups a day, like maybe three. So eight, and then you have three of right, two, three, right? Yeah. So that's or six. Three. So fourteen. So you have to build fourteen kids that right. day. And yeah, then let's that's say what's hard. That's and hard. Then, groups yeah. are hard. It's annoying when people yeah. are like, "You can fit that." And I'm like, um, "No, that is like right. way more work." Right. And then, <laughs> but, and I, as I believe, speech yeah. therapists don't have to do evaluations. OT and PTs do. So an OT, uh, a teacher. Speech be, therapists are not allowed to do. You oh. can do an assessment or a screen, but not an eval. No. no well, okay. you can if you are an evaluator or you're hired as an but evaluator. Not as, 
Okay. You, not in your school because that's a conflict of interest because then maybe Whereas, you're like doing this evaluation. You're going to be like, everyone needs speech. Or like right. Oprah with speech. Right. Where OT and PT, <laughs> yes. OT and PT have to do their own uh, evals. How so. is that not a conflict of interest? It should be. I but know. a teacher would be like, Katie, well, I have the student. Can you take a look? And me and the teacher have a great relationship. So it's like, yeah, you're right. All right, let me do an eval. So now it's like, right. when are you doing this eval? When are you writing this IEP? So right. going back to I what read, you said, the yeah. IEPs, they're quick, short, and then sometimes you just forget to include those right. Jonathan or Johnny benefits from vestibular and swinging and wheelbarrow because... Well, that, yeah, right. I was going to say, the, um, to be like giving an alternative uh, perspective is their sensory integration and their sensory diet changes daily. Yes. So you can't write on the IP three spins and yeah. two jumps if, because next month right. it might be five spins. If you write something less, on so. the IP, you have to follow that. So you can never include a sensory right. diet on the IP. If it was in the goal part though, but if it was in that little like summary blurb, you can be like throughout the school year so and so has demonstrated like positive yes, uh, yes. reactions to goal or uh, management needs you can include that because right, the no. management needs no but like, like in your yeah. little like yeah, yeah. part that johnny like, enjoys swinging on a swing or yeah 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 like or or you could be like johnny is terrified of the swing right do not put johnny on right. the swing or, you will just put yourself really behind yeah <laughs> well if he's terrified of the swing then you want to work on yeah. uh, the swing right to, right um whatever okay uh so so the other thing that I wanted to do before we, so we got a little bit off of our outline, but that's right. okay. The only thing, yeah, Maria is having sensory <laughs> processing <laughs> issues. OCD. Yeah, but I know Katie <laughs> no. had some really good okay. questions. We're, that we're, we answers. we're definitely going to get to those, but there's yes. something interesting that I want to get to first. So first, can you tell us, like, everyone grows up and they're told they have five senses. Yes. Is this, is this true? So now it's six. <laughs> okay, so what I mean, are they? Intuition, just, one of them. Just label all of them. Okay. Just sequence. I'm gonna them. try. One, two, three, four. Whiskey is not gonna be on my side. That's fine. But okay. so so you guys help drinking, me. This is the okay. ultimate drinking game. Okay. How about <laughs> this? Okay. And Maria keeps pouring her drink into mine. Okay. I can't keep drinking all this whiskey. So we have the sight, mm -hmm. the hearing, mm -hmm. the smell, uh -huh. the taste, mm -hmm. the touch, mm -hmm. and then proprioception. Okay. Six. There's another but one. Where's vestibular come into that? So vestibular imbalance is proprioception. Oh, hearing and proprioception. So tell yes. us more. So we have so we have proprioception, proprioception. Which is understanding your body balance and, space. and okay. So yes, proprioception is your joints. Okay. So if you were to close your eyes and I was to move your body, right. would you know where it is in space? Right. You're like I'm. Um, that's a funny sketch. Yeah, but you it's close true. somebody's eyes, they're like, I'm lost. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's true. You lift their arm and you say, Did I lift your left or right? and they have no idea, right? Wow, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. so it's your body awareness, it's yeah. you feeling your joints, your muscles, where are they in space? Um, so once again, somebody wrote a question about oral sensory, mm -hmm. and one of yes, hold have, on, we have, we have a knock, a special, we have a, yeah. knock. Have a knock on my door. What's up, Mike? Mike. Come Hi. say hi, come, Hi. come. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Mike, my, take, my take. notes for my show are on that. Oh, take it. Oh, gosh. Okay. I thought he was coming for the whiskey. Oh, yeah, Mike. Oh, you take can put it in, in Maria's cup yeah, and take, then take her that's cup. That's a good idea. What do you think of the whiskey? Oh, Whoa. careful. It's good. It's sweet. Yes. Yeah, it's honey yeah. whiskey. I said it's a gateway whiskey. Uh, yeah, if you're like a 15-year-old. <laughs> your guess, parents are fighting. I guess 
You know, he steals some of mom's honey whiskey. Yes, that would be me because this is my first. Why your parents are playing? No, no. That's your first whiskey? whiskey. Well, I've had whiskey before in. Uh, when I was, I was sneaking Black House, not it was, whiskey. It was too much for me. I went to Whiskey Tavern. Whoever has been there, it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But it hurt my stomach. The whiskey. I was like, oh my god, I need a nap. Oh well, I so I I and you can take the, you can't take this. We need that. You can take the red stool though. Um, yeah. But no, I I have never enjoyed the taste of whiskey. But my friend Janelle, who's just like she's just a badass, right. and whenever we go out, she orders like scotch or whiskey on the rocks, and I'm like, <sighs> Katie's a bit of a badass too, by the way. Yeah, I mean, she she boxed a girl. I mean, I don't know. How right. Much more she did say that. Yeah. That I could box somebody probably. Yeah, but she like legit wore like the headgear <laughs> in the ring and like really box somebody. Check out my podcast, The Sit Down. Okay. Oh yeah, check out Mike's podcast, The Sit Down. It's recording a room away from us right now. The Sit Cat Sit Down Pod on Facebook or Instagram. You have pod after yours, don't you? Yeah, it's a social media handle, but. Oh, he's chewing. If you search the sit down on on iTunes, you'll you'll find it. Yes, I did an episode about psychopathy. So yeah, Deb's on an episode. Tell your husbands, boyfriends, sons, stepsons. Yes, they'll like it. Nephews. Also, let me just bring some attention to the Girl Scout cookies that Katie brought in. Do you know Mike's highest episode had like forty thousand downloads? Wow. Wow. Hashtag goals. Oh, Uh, whatever. Michael Thursday and Friday. Okay. Come, over. Come, on like, yeah, Come on down. Come on down. Mike's like, I have a Comedy Central half you hour. Like, you want? I used to live in Brooklyn, and that was like my place to be. And I'm like, Brooklyn, yeah, I would never move from here. I moved to Staten Island, and wow. I love it. I'm from Staten Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now you're in Brooklyn. Yes. I would never go back. Oh. I yeah. Never I, I would go forward, but I can't. I don't know. I um. There's just all of my people are there, and I like to go see them, and I like them, but then I also like that I am here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay. don't yeah. be sorry. Okay. So, you gotta be. A girl's gotta go. Yeah. Oh we gotta God, go. It's so bad. The whiskey. Yeah. It doesn't there you too. go. Okay. So, we addressed a few oral sensory things. Is that what we're up to? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, we had a few questions that yes. were sent to you guys. And um, the oral sensory, I know we kind of mentioned it a few times, and um, I believe the question was something about the child being oral sensitive and what can we do, Um, and about, like, biting and chewing. And one of the things was don't tell the uh, kids to stop biting because it's not something that could help. Right. So when we are stressed or when we are anxious or when there is a lot of pressure, what do we do? We twirl our hair. That's what I do. I braid my hair, this corner of my hair, over and over again. And I'm going to even name drop Broderick in in college. She told me she doesn't know how I'm ever going to be successful because I play with my hair too much. Rude. That's rude. But sensory, so biting our nails or eating something that's really salty or something really spicy. Do you know those people that eat something, they're like, I'm going to eat peppers that are really spicy. That's my stepdad. How do people do He loves it. The more pain that he's he's in. He's sensitive. But it looks like he's feeling it. (laughs) they're seeking that because they're not receiving that on right. the regular so uh-huh see i know oh, i, I listened when that. the ot's talk because he's a smoker though too 
Um, that's and it sure. like kills the t- taste buds yes, in your yes, mouth. Yes, I think smoking does yeah. kill that. Yeah. I'm not sure about all the research behind like smoking, but I know it's obviously not good for you. Yeah. Kills the taste buds, but right. So maybe that's why. Yeah. It's so like... hyposensitive is that you need more than others to feel something. Right. So if I I cough as soon as I taste pepper in something, I'm hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. I like cough right away. A little is too much for me. Where mm-hmm. I guess your stepdad yeah. is hyposensitive. Where That's he's it. like, I could eat, 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 and I'm like, I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Like I need more. Yeah. Right. So- yeah. So a kid that's sensory seeking would be a kid who's mouthing on things, chewing on their shirt. What about yes. um? So like, who even like a kid might present with like having pica. They're putting right. everything in their mouth. They just want to eat everything, or they're so pica. hungry. Yes. Right. So is it like their sensory pica? Oh, is that you're gonna eat foreign objects that are not foods? So like there are certain individuals who have this is a psychological disorder. Um, to be on like specific so like it, sometimes people when they're pregnant if they have a vitamin deficiency they develop pica and they start eating like chalk or like cotton or these are that's pica so it's it, called fun fact of the day yeah no my mom so when, my mom was in ukraine when she had me yeah. and she was uh low calcium and the doctor told her to eat chalk Oh. She was eating chalk. Whoa. Well, maybe, so So I have seen, chalk <laughs> has been, like, a, a repeated example with pica. I get so into, like, psychology okay. disorders. All right. We should, yeah. But, like, Katie, you yeah. need to come back for a psychology. Okay. So just for a second. Yeah. So some of the reasons, oral sensory, it could be body awareness. So the student doesn't know where their body is. So the reason they eat things or... Whatever's going on with their face is because they want to know where their that, body is. That's the proprioceptive you were talking yes. about before, Perfect. those six senses, and yes. And then um, stress or anxiety. Do you know when you would bite our nails? Mm-hmm. Everything goes in your mouth. Chewing on the straws, chewing on the eraser or the pen. Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Or when you're bored. Right. So just being bored. Like, we don't know what to do ourselves. Right. So some of the things that you could do was chew, uh, do the gum massage. I don't know yeah. if you guys do that. I like to do a lot of oral motor massage. Like, I'll start off. So, with that one t- kid in particular who I was talking about, we would do the superhero uh, contest. And then next we would do, um, we would have the chewy tube. And we do 10 bites on this side with one texture. And then 10 b- bites on this side with the same texture. And then progress to three other ones. Then we would do the Z-Vibe. Um, which he was quite sensitive to at first, but I just kept being like, you're strong, we could do it. And we just did it like, we just did it like two seconds more each time. Cause like, I got all the time in the world. When people get into things in September and they're like, we're not there yet. I'm like, you have all of the time in the world at this point. One second at a time. If it's one second today and one second tomorrow, then it's two seconds next time. It does not have to be 10 seconds. Like whoever taught you. Right, but whoever taught you everything has to be intense is a moron, and they should right. go away. Also, to yeah. go off of that idea is you can teach the student these things and then have the parent, teacher, para carry it over. You're not because right. if they are only coming to you two, three yeah. times a week, four or five max, right. they if they need this every day, every two hours, every fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. You can't be there at all times. Oliver. Like speaking of Oliver, who's here yeah. at all times. That's okay. He's here, and uh, yeah. So you have to teach. So part of your job is to uh, educate others to carry over 
know what you're doing. So, but uh, I actually have a high-functioning, I had her, high-functioning girl with autism, and she would, like, kind of play with her spit, and then some of the teachers thought she was doing it for attention, and possibly she was, but I'm like, I think it might be sensory. It might start as sensory and then turn into behavior. So I taught her to massage her face. So every time we started speech, I'm like, what do you have to do? Massage your face. And then I'm like, what's your homework? And she would say, massage my face. And then the mom, I would talk to mom, She's like, oh, yeah, she told me her speech homework is to massage her face. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I love that, too. So then when someone's like, what would you do in speech? They're not going to be like, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) At least they could be like, I massaged my face. And you'll be like, very good. You sure did. This is how we collaborate. Because you guys do speech, and then they play with spit, and we're like, listen, they're massaged their face in my session. Can you massage their face in your session? Carry over. Right. (laughs) And we love carry over. You know, in our schools, same AP, they'll have carryover. Yes. So, yeah. So, but that's also goes with my favorite line, working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Instead of being like, what am I going to do this half hour, this daunting yeah. 30 minutes? Oh, like, well, I already got the first, like, ten 45, minutes. yeah, 10 minutes, five oh, seconds, days. whatever, of massaging the face. That's, Wait. like, one less thing I got to worry and about. And you have a schedule within that session. Yeah. So, you know, every time you get in there, you're already getting yourself started. And once you get yourself started, you're ready. And these are some other quick just activities yeah chew sticky things like gum blowing cotton balls or vibrating pens and ot we love vibrating pens mm-hmm. like a z vibe yep but we have actual writing pens when you write oh. so the kids put them in their mouth on their cheeks we put gloves over those pens though. right yes so if they put it in their mouth it's uh-huh so the kids see do- i never buy a z vibe i always tell the parents to buy it because i feel like they're individualized and i can't it. i never thought of that yeah, yeah put smart a glove over it. yeah smart um, okay so, I love that idea. I feel like. Does, do you want that to be your little tip? Because now we have our tips or tricks segment. Sure. Gloss so, over the vibrating pens. Mm-hmm. All right. My tip I'm going to say when you're doing any type of oral motor activity or anything, have uh, stand in the mirror with the student or next to them. So, like, when I was teaching the girl vibrate, uh, massage your face, I did it with her in the mirror, and then I stepped away. So using the mirror for, like, these oral motor things. I even use the mirrors for writing. Oh. I have mirror writing markers, and they have a mirror in front of them, so they see themselves but then they write with the marker on the mirror. Yeah, because isn't that visual feedback? Yes. Ish. So they see themselves, right. they love usually. Right. Which is great. Good. Yeah. And then they just write. So they incorporate what they love, what maybe what they're not so fond of. Oh, I love that. I love that. Also, I think what they love is writing on something they're not supposed to. Yeah, it's not a paper. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, here I go. I'm writing on the mirror. On the mirror. Yeah. And I see myself. Let me draw myself. Yeah. Yeah, Have them draw themselves. Trace it. That's great. And that's also, like, great for, like, tracing and fine motor. We didn't get into fine motor. You'll have to come back. Um, I thought this was going to be two two, both things. But, no, you know what? I knew it wasn't. okay. You just want to be prepared. It's always good to have extra. Yes. yes. So next time you right. come, we'll talk about fine motor yeah. and visual scanning. And my tip or trip, Maria thinks I forgot. <laughs> um, so like I mentioned, like I don't love to play board games. And like you definitely do have to have like some sort of like positive reinforcement for these kids to come to speech. Even though I think that like they're happy to be there. But I have a basketball hoop. Like I got a good, it was like a $50 basketball hoop okay. from Models. Like, like it looks legit. And I have my basketball. 
And I, they all know that at the end of their session, they get like two minutes, which is like two minutes, not five. Whoever's doing five, stop that. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes is longer. Sometimes I tell them it's two and it's one. Yeah. Right. But still, yeah. like, I do that and I purposely, I leave the ball, like, randomly throughout my room because the last kids played with it. It was thrown all around and then it was there on the floor. Then I either, like, let them go or I leave behind them and I go to get my next kids. So then they come in and they see the ball and they grab it and they go to do basketball. And I'm like, you know that's for later. And I'm, like, saying that in, like, a disciplinarian way, but, like, I'm not intentionally doing that way. I'm just, like, remember, you get to do this later, so I'm going to take it now. Like, you had a little taste. Uh-huh. I'm going to take it back. And then you, once you finish all this stuff and you get all your points on the board for doing all your work, because everything that you do in speech is equal to one point, and then they get a point on their board. And then once our session bell is up at 25 minutes, then they actually get to do that basketball time. So, yeah, that's my trip. Like, my tip or trick is to have a basketball hoop. Like, you know, if you're going to spend money on something, spend it on that. You don't have to have pieces to a game. You don't have to carry around toys. You just have that there all the time. And it's going to, like, also target those kids who have that need to get up and run around and And get rid of some energy. it works on eye-hand coordination. There we go. And bilateral integration. Good. All right. Uh, Our quote is going to give us our quote. Katie is going to pick the quote because she's our guest of honor, even though she has to come back. (laughs) Yes, good. Just come to Staten Island. Woohoo! Come to Staten Island. Yes, come. So the... We had a couple of quotes, and the one that I like, well, I liked all of them, but the one I chose for today was, when you judge others, you do not define them, you define yourself. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yes. I like to tell kids, like, if they're, like, um, blah, blah, blah about someone, I'm like, what you say about other people says more about you than it does about them. That's one of my favorite quotes, too. (laughs) Good. So, on that note, everyone, thank you for tuning in to... SLP's whiskey, please. More whiskey, please. SLP's honey whiskey, please. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And I'm Katie. Good night. Ciao. Ciao. Bye, Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver, anything else? Yes, do not judge others, Oliver. You're right.